Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Alami podcast, Change Your Company. My guest today is Amy Wong. Uh, she is a leadership coach, a keynote speaker, and an author. You talk about purpose, you talk about transformation. I'm excited to have this conversation together because uh, this has been a journey that I've been myself and also helping a lot of leaders to make the shift. So uh, let's dive into it. And I maybe starting from somewhere where um, could it be that we have the title, we have the package, we have, you know, we're working for a great company and still feel empty inside. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, well, I'm tickled to be here. Thanks so much for having me. This is, uh, I'm really excited for this conversation because this is a really important one. This topic comes up all the time in my conversations with leaders. And, you know, what I, what I really attribute this feeling of hollowness and emptiness to is how we're conditioned as humans. And it starts young. So in our educational system, you know, when we're, we're young, we're trained to follow the rules. And we're trained to, at first, it's make our parents happy, and then it's to make our teachers happy, and then we have to get good grades. And what happens, and this isn't wrong or bad, this is just what happens. We've kind of followed this formula that we are fed, which is do well in school so you can get good grades, so that you could go to a good university, so that you can get a good job, so that then you can make lots of money, and then you'll be happy. And so we place all of our, our, our wants and our desires kind of in this unchecked formula. And we, we follow it and we follow it and we follow it. And then we start to do what sounds like a good idea. And what makes it sound like a good idea? Well, it's what our parents tell us to do. And, you know, and so many people have had this as they've grown up. It's, gosh, I really, really want to study art history. And the parent goes, there's no money in that. I really want to sing or I really want to. And so what happens is we, we learn to not trust what feels right to us. And instead, we start following what sounds like a good idea. And so all of this, we get really good at. So by the time that we are professionals, we've been following this formula. And this is what I call figuring it out. We've been, re- we've been trained to figure it out. And again, it's not wrong or bad, but this is what's happening. But here's the truth. And here's what nobody thinks about. When it comes down to it, us humans, what we want is not a thing. All of us have goals. All of us have desires. We have, you know, we might say we want a new job or a promotion or we want to retire or whatever it might be. But we think it's the thing we ultimately want, but that is not true. Everything we want, we want it because we think it's going to make us feel a certain way. So at the end of every desire is a desired feeling state. But we don't think about it that way. And so what happens is that we place all of our focus in the thing without really fully checking out, is this going to get me to what I want to feel? Because nobody's been taught, how do you want to feel? Everybody's been asked, what do you want to do? What do you Mm -hmm. want to accomplish? And again, it's not bad, but it's not the full equation. The bigger Mm -hmm. picture is that everything that we're up to really is for a desired feeling state. And so without really pulling that into awareness, we end up chasing the stuff, which I say we figure it out, 
We get the stuff and then we wonder, why do I feel empty? And it's because we haven't fully asked ourselves, is this thing the short path, the most efficient path to what I want to feel? So I have an example. Um, oftentimes I'll work with leaders who are, it, it's usually the emerging leaders, somewhat early, not, not super early in their career, but really ambitious, you know, say mid, mid, mid-level management, and they are gunning for, I really want senior director. I really want VP. Oh, it's, I'm, I'm determined. And they think that's what they want. And they have been completely convinced that this is what they want. This is what's next. This is what's going to bring them happiness. But if you, if you slow it down and you ask them, well, what do you want to feel? Now, a lot of these folks, it's, well, I've got a young family. You know, I've got a, an eight-year-old and I've got a 12-year-old and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And my parents are ailing. And, and if you really slow it down, you say, well, gosh, I I'd love to just feel more balanced. I'd love to be more present mm. with my children. Which I'd is love the opposite. To be, totally, totally. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to be able to just enjoy my life. I want to. I want to have my weekends free so that I can be fully with my kids. And mm. so, what ends up happening happening is without fully checking it out, they'll gun for that promotion, and then they'll find. And then, and they know, and they know. Oh gosh! But then I'm going to not report to my boss that I have now, who I love, and I'm going to go report for to that person, which I'm not fond of. My scope is going to increase. I'm going to have twice as many people, and and it's and it's the complete opposite feeling of what they're actually wanting. And mm. so then they say they get the job, and so they've got this cognitive dissonance where it's checking out on paper. I did what I said I wanted to do, but now I'm miserable. But they can't figure out why. And, it's, and here it is. It's because they've been very, very good at figuring out what's next. They haven't. And here's the secret. They haven't been feeling out what's next. Mm. When I say that to folks, a lot of people, it's, at first it's like, ooh, there's that woo-woo California Berkeley talk. Like, ooh, feel it out. You know, and it's not like that. It's, it's just really recognizing that everything you want is for a feeling. And if you mm. really want to start to tap into your purpose, you have to ask. What do I want to feel? As much mm. as you're asking, what do I want to achieve? I think to me, it, uh, when I think about this, it's, uh, it's a little bit we drift and that we drift because we, we, we are not listening to what our heart to what our heart is telling and we are listening more to what society is telling us. And, and, and usually in a lot of these cases is contradicting, but uh, yeah. But we trust more society than our heart. And, and no one knows what will make you alive except yourself, you know. And, uh, and the fact that, as you said, we're, we, you know, in school, we, we've been told everything except, like, you know, really listening to, you know, to, to ourself. You know, all about, like, complying. It's all about re reciting, about memorizing a lot of... So, and... And the, the the feeling part is a little bit. It tells me. It, it reminds me of a story I heard once. Like there was this couple. They they had a dream to have an island. Have you heard of this? No. They have. They, they had. They had a dream to have an island. And then they went and told their friend. And like one of their friends, it was a very wise guy. He said, like, hey, you know, they if you want to buy it, it was like I don't know, fifty million or something. They said, like, you know, why don't you go through? What, are, what do you mean try it like we we love it I mean uh, they, can you imagine like having an island for ourselves just try it so they went before they buy it and they really go there first day amazing second day very nice third day 
nice. One week, two weeks, they got, they got, they came back to like we're not. Yeah. So, so in a way, we 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 think that some things which will make us like happy, but I mean, yeah. like, can you can you can you try it? Can you test it? Can you go there and see how it feels to be in that? Even in your in your, in your imagination, in your visualization, try to be in that. How it feels, because it might look cool. You know, it might look cool. I, I, you know, like I think one of I shot you recently. Like, it might be cool to call you a doctor, but it's one hundred times more cooler cooler to to do what your heart desires. Mm. Mm. See, you, you see? So, it. So, mm-hmm. so basically, and and this is the idea, right? So we to to trust ourselves more. And, yeah. and I, I mean, one of the things in a lot of this workshop, when I ask people, like, you know, like in doing leadership program, management programs, you know, creative vision for yourself. Mm-hmm. And some get confused. Like, I mean, it's like, but, you know, what are the parameters? Like, I mean, what, you know, like, it's like, no, just start from blank paper. This is they get lost, you know, because maybe for the first time in their life, they start to ask, like, what do I really want? What do I want? Exactly. Yeah. You know, and because it's, it's, that is, that feels so foreign because what we're conditioned to do is do what we think we should be doing. And that should is mm. according to other people, the out there, the them, the society, as you say. And it's, it's just, an, it's an entirely different way of navigating. And so, mm. you know, I, it's, definitely use your head. You know, you're going to want to think about things and strategize, but if we want to live a life of fulfillment, of joy, of purpose, and tap into what it is we ultimately want, which I'll just be honest, you know what it is? We want to be present. When you think about it, we all just want the ability to be fully present with whatever is in front of us, whether that's a sunset, whether that's our child, whether that's the beach, whether that's a piece of art. And we distract ourselves because what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next, what's next. And so to get, to really get good at this life thing, we have to ask, what do I want to feel? And then we have to check our ego because to your point, it could be really cool to say I'm a doctor. It could be really cool to say I'm a senior VP. It'd be really cool to go get that second PhD, but your ego is craving these things. And it's oftentimes our ego wants to look good in spite of us actually feeling good, so yeah, that's that's, good that's where we have to check ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's um, that's a good quote. Our ego wants to look good instead of us feeling good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think for me is I can relate to to that in a way that the beginning of my corporate career, I, I had the title, I had a great salary, and you know, I've been living in Switzerland for the last fifteen years, so. So when I moved here and, and again, I'm in a very nice country, et cetera, and um, I was still feeling empty inside. And I remember I was a friend like in London and told me like, man, you got it all. And I was like, yeah, but I'm feeling empty. He's like, but you should be grateful. You should be happy. You should like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah. So, and, and, and Luckily enough, I did. I, I I trusted like my feeling, and and I started to 
align myself what do i uh, with what i value most in life and uh, and and the rest of history like i mean yeah i i you know even still i mean so i moved into a role where i was still with corporate work but i was i was doing what i love and i i, I started to wake up every day i'm just i'm excited to go to work right yeah so and and i and like I mean, I cannot describe how much this this joy to to change. It's like night and day you know, like oh. when you make make the shift, you know. And it's worth it. It's worth like oh. the effort to take the steps to take maybe a course in the evening or on the weekend. You know, it's worth it. Kind of yes. because once you make this transition, you will realize that as Gibran Khalil Gibran like said, like you know, work is um, is love. You know. Yeah. Make is is work is love made visible. You know that. that. Oh. So and basically, when you do it, you should feel great. Yes, you know you're absolutely right. If I have a personal story, if it's if if to share, I so I I I studied mathematics at UC Berkeley and ended up technical. I was in tech for ten years. I was rising the ranks. I worked at Sun Microsystems. Life was amazing. I thought I thought my life was my career. And I was really ambitious, thought I was happy. And then after I had my first child, who, who's now 15, after he was born, man, what a wake-up call. And that's when I just, I, I was slapped upside the head around, like, who are you? What do you value? And everything I thought I knew about myself was, I, I was really tested because I was confronted with, do I go back? I mean, well, I got, I'm going to go back, but then I'm like, wait, I'm going to go back, but wait, hold on. But that's not worth it to me because I've got this now that I, uh, it, it forced me to confront that this is not my life path. And so then it was like, well, if this isn't what my life path is, and I've been working all my life for this. Who am I? What am I supposed to do? And then it was that dark night of the soul, like, oh my gosh. And, and so interestingly, I had this massive wake-up call, epiphany, where it hit me. Oh my God, what, I'm, what we're talking about. It's not about figuring it out. It's about feeling it out. And everything that we're talking about, how we are trained to follow a strategy versus follow our inspiration, it it just completely integrated. And from that, when that epiphany hit, I committed, okay, I'm only going to follow my inspiration. Meaning I'm going to do the thing that makes me go, <gasps> versus, huh? Right. And so, and you know, that difference where it's like, if you look at something, you're like, oh, and it feels, it, it feels expansive and energetic. And oh, this feels amazing versus, oh, this sounds like a really good idea. And there's like constriction in your head versus expansion in your heart. And that's, and that's really the, dis, the discerning factor. And so what happened was I started following the expanded feeling. And what that led me to was all my physics books. And so I started picking up all my physics books. And so I've got this infant and now I'm reading all the, the physicists I love and I'm, I'm diving into phys physics and it really more so quantum mechanics. And I'm, I'm, I'm just immersed in this. And then it hit me. I'm supposed to go back and get my, my, my PhD in physics. That's why I studied math. Now I get it. Okay. And so then I started down this path. And as I was really excited about this, because the idea sounded great, as I started exploring this, I noticed uh, it was getting really constrictive. And oh, it was so challenging to admit to myself, wait a minute, I'm doing it again. I'm figuring it mm -hmm. out. This is not feeling it out. I'm figuring it out, even though... 
physics as a whole makes me do this. The idea of going back and getting my PhD is making me do this. And so right. I was like, nope, nope, nope. Amy, pause. Oh, and I'll tell you, it was so hard because my ego self was like, oh, that would be amazing. Get your PhD in physics. But I, nope, nope. I don't want to do it again because I don't want to end up in the same boat where I am lost. So very quickly after I woke up to that, I kept seeing in, in the process of diving into what made me feel expansive around physics. And I was, I, I came across the field of transpersonal psychology. And that's when my heart went, <gasps> And then it was, I'm like, wait, I think I'm supposed to study this. And then that, my husband was like, what are you going to go do with that? And I'm, oh, my, I don't know, but it feels amazing. And so sure enough, I followed my heart and it made no sense, no logical sense, but it felt amazing. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you something magical. It was the most abundant, shortest path to just the most incredible life that I now live. Like you said, life, like work is just love realized. I don't mm. work a day in my life because mm. I have now, I've followed what felt right, what felt like home versus what sounded like a good idea. Amazing so I share story, that because yeah. a lot of people, ha, you know, have, are at those crossroads where it's like, am I, is this, is this the right move or is this it? And you really have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it's a lifelong process getting good at this discerning between feeling and figuring it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a great example about how the ego tried to s sneak in, in a way. And uh, um, and that's why, again, like, uh, it's, it's, it's about founding this niche, right, which is maybe only you in, in the whole world would be able to kind of do it, speak it. It is the way you would do it, right? And and a lot of cases like are trying to find it, we kind of get again uh, derailed in a way. And the the way I think about it always is like it's almost like there is this this, this idea of drifting, right? So I'm going in that direction, and then they tell me like, hey, you know, like so we have this position. It's uh, say I love marketing and branding, right? They say like, oh, you know, like you you want to do like this, uh, you want to do like PR, you know, like. It, 50% marketing and branding and I was like okay and already like I gave up gave up 50% of what I'm passionate about for the sale you know promotion and then it's like okay you know what we were gonna make with the PR leader or head is like okay now it's like 20% of or maybe 5% and and then at one point and then you say like you wake up one day you'll be like where am I like what am I doing like, <laughs> right 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 Right. You wake up. And I mean, and this is, this is, this is the start of a midlife crisis, right? We wake up and yeah. we say, wait, whose, whose life is this? Yeah. Exactly. And it's, uh, it's, and again, it's not because it's not, for, and in my opinion, it's not for any reason other than the fact that we've placed our inner judgment outside of ourselves and mm. we have placed, and we have decided to trust the collective voice over our own heart. And, you know, and it's, and it, and our well-meaning parents are saying, well, that's no, don't, don't love art. You're not, you can't make a living out of that. We don't want you to suffer. We don't want you to live, um, a, a, a life of, of challenge. And so go do something that's going to give you a lot of money. So you have resources. So I get, we all get where it comes from, but when we hear that over and over, 
we really stop trusting what mm. what that inner voice and that inner that wisdom is telling us. Um, but if we if we take a chance and really start playing with it, it uh, it feels like magic. It's not magic mm. because it's just it's it's um it's lovely. But it it, it requires mm. you to take a chance. You know, I had a uh, leader. He came to me recently. He works in one of the big consultancy firms. Uh, he was like a um, almost a partner, and uh, he was feeling down, and he, he was basically hitting this crisis. And and uh, you know, and after I listened to him, and he he was like also harsh on himself in a way, and told me, "Look, I mean, I've been in this career, and honestly, I don't know." What I, so I listened, listened, listened. I told him. I think you are in a very good place. And he was like, what? I said, like, yeah. So what do you mean? I said, do you know that 95% of people, you know, they, they, they are in the place you were before, but they are not conscious. They are not awake. <laughs> so you, you are awakening. Now. That, that's a gift. Mm. That's a gift. You know? mm. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, that beautiful right there. And that's, I mean, I feel like my life's work is to help people wake up. Mm. Yes, it's, it's so many of us are sleepwalking through our mm. life on autopilot. And that's why I wrote my book, which is really about yeah. being on purpose. You know, yeah. <laughs> the title being living on purpose. You know, we don't want to yeah. be living on accident, which a lot of us are doing. Most of us, particularly leaders, are succeeding by accident not so much leading on purpose and uh, mm. to wake up it's it's a commitment and uh, but what what you uh, it's what you get um, yeah. there are no words so, to describe yeah yeah what's one advice you can we can give um, the people who will listen to this about you know finding purpose uh, maybe something we can we can leave them with that to reflect on sure. or an exercise maybe yeah yeah well if we there's so if we we kind of carry on with what we're talking about here with the secret being to feel it out not figure it out it really um, there's two things that can help us do that and the first um, and it's two sides of a coin and the first is to decide that you're really going to listen for that feeling of inspiration. And when I share that with people, they're like, wait, what does that mean? I'm like, so this is where it, it's interesting for folks because I'm like, well, it's, it's not here. It's not a thought. What you're really listening for is kind of this, huh, right? And I'm sure you've had that. Like if you're, you're out and about, say you're at a bookstore and you come across, say, a magazine or something and you go, huh, and it's when your eyes get a little big and you kind of, ooh, and it's like, ooh, that's interesting. That is the feeling of inspiration. It's like, oh, where it feels light, it feels energetic, it feels expansive. And to listen for that and to follow it. And especially if it doesn't make sense. So, for example, mm -hmm. if, if you're walking around and you happen in a store, a cute little boutique store, whatever, and there's this book on the history of quilting. And all of a sudden you're like, oh. Oh, like f follow that. Now your logical mind goes, this is not going to lead me anywhere. No, I, nope. It's not so much where like, okay, now you're going to live a life of quilting. No, it's, there's something in this 
that is worth exploring because it's going to take you to the next step. Maybe there is a figure in this. Maybe there's a technique in this. Maybe there's, so, there's something in this that is going to lead you to the next. <gasps> and, and pretty soon you're on this incredible path. And so that's what you're listening for versus, okay, second other side of the equation, following the shoulds. I should be doing this. Now, I, this is, I shouldn't be doing this. If you decide to wake up to these two things, inspiration and the word should, and here it is, you got to honor inspiration and you got to dump this thing called should, because you got to ask, should according to who? Hmm. According to who? Yeah. And I mean, and so in chapter four of my book, Living on Purpose, I have a real deep dive on why I firmly believe this is the worst word in the English language. We have all been bamboozled that this is helping us when, in fact, it is absolutely holding us back. And so beyond the concept of it just not feeling good, I dive into the logic as to why this holds us back. And so if practically, if we want to start living into a life of joy, meaning, fulfillment, and purpose, we have to listen for this and follow it. And we've got to listen for this and ignore it. And mm. as you go through this, you'll find that like, life just becomes more delightful and, and meaningful. And pff, isn't that what we all want? <laughs> so, yeah. That's a great, I, a great uh, exercise. And I think, I mean, I can relate to this, uh, to a lot of situations. It helped me to align more with my purpose and what I value most. And uh, just the kind of uh, that feeling, like the feeling is so powerful. It, it guides you. And you, you don't need to know all the way. You just need to know the next step. And every step would unfold in a way, like for this next step. So um, this is this is really, really powerful. Um, if, if you would have one advice for leaders, what would it be before we close? Mm. Well, just very simply, again, I'm going to stay on the same theme. Start asking, what do I want to feel? Mm. And I'd even say, and ask your teams of this as you're doing your brainstorming, as you're doing your strategizing. And it's not that you're going to start going on a woo path. That's not what I'm, I'm saying. It's we, we need to bring this variable into the equation that we use to navigate from. What do we want to feel? Mm. What do I want to feel? Mm. And mm. if you get good at asking ourselves, if you just got to get good at asking yourself this. It, as much as you're asking, what do I want to achieve? What do I want to do? What do I want to create? Where do we want to go? Okay, all that's important, but we have to ask, and what do we want to feel? Because mm. if we're blowing over that, we are creating a life of, of, of misery, and we stay in autopilot. That's great. And uh, this is uh, also very good bringing home like the message about living on purpose, leading on purpose. That's right. And and even in the at the workplace, the feeling is important. The feeling is a good compass about the direction we want to go and 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 what we want to achieve. Because at the end, achieving great things and feeling empty inside is the worst feeling. Oh, so yeah. yeah, right. And it honestly it answers the the, the big questions and, and issues around employee engagement, employee motivation, uh, culture. You know, if, if you are achieving results and everybody's burnt out and miserable, it's, uh, it's not going to take you very far. And exactly. so the, really the way to solve this is to, we just have to put some awareness on, well, what do we want to feel in the process? What do we want to feel as a team? What do we want to yeah. feel when we get there? And um, it really, it, it does wonders. 
Yeah. Simple. Yeah. You know, it's those little yeah. things. It's the little things. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh, Amy, thank you so much for being my guest today. This uh, very inspirational, and uh, the mission that you are on is also the mission and the purpose of this podcast, which is creating more human-centric um, uh, workplace that um, that's per, like on purpose, that's um, aligned with values uh, which prioritize people and the fulfillment of people, not only success. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. And uh, to all the listeners, thank you. And stay inspired and make the biggest impact you could make, not only within your area of responsibility, but beyond it. Mm-hmm.